It's another episode of the Your Life, Your Term show, and this is Tom Kradza. And on this episode, it's myself, my brother Nick, and we have two longtime members of the Rockstar team, Mike DeZormo and John Paul Gulbis are on the show with us. And the purpose of this show is to really discuss all the amazing investment communities all around Toronto that people from the core of Toronto don't seem to know a lot about. So this episode is especially for you if you live right in the heart of Toronto and you don't know about all the great communities around Toronto. This is our chance to share with some, some of the information, just to give you a brief introduction to some of these great communities, which are really set up perfectly for real estate investors for many things, their income levels, the population growth levels in these communities, the different transportation improvements and happen, happening around so we're going to cover a bunch of that stuff. It's kind of a high-level overview, and uh, Mike and JP did a did a good job of sharing some stories that we've uh, that uh, we've been through over the years working with um, you know on thousands of investment properties with uh, investors from all over the Golden Horseshoe area. Um, so you'll hear some of that, but it just made me think I'm going to bring them back on because, uh, we need to share more of their stories. Wait till you hear what these guys have been through. So, uh, we'll save that for, uh, for, uh, a future episode coming up. And, uh, on this episode, you'll hear about some of the communities that we're investing in with, uh, with Canadian investors, um, all around Toronto. Let this be a little bit of an introduction. If you're not familiar with them, if you are familiar with some of those communities, maybe you'll pick up a tip or two. And uh, if you want more information about anything that we're doing, rockstarinnercircle.com is the URL to go to. So the that's a, one of our primary websites where you'll find a lot of blog posts and resources and books um, and access to some of the introductory training classes that we do. So that's at rockstarinnercircle.com. And with that, let's kick it off with Nick, Mike, and JP. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carazza. Are you ready? Let's go. Okay, so the idea is that you guys are going to teach everybody about all the different communities around Toronto to invest in. You ready? John Paul Gulbis is here. John, JP, you've never been on the podcast. No. Wow. Your I know. voice sounds like a radio voice. Well, he's a he's a model, right? <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> Didn't take long for We're that. We're not going to gonna bring out. that up. No, I thought that was <laughs> no. I, I remember when we first met JP, and he's like, uh, we sat down, and he said, uh, "Hey guys, I want to start working with you guys. I also uh, jump horses." Yes, I train. I also train. He doesn't jump horses. He does horse jumping. Yeah, you don't. You don't jump yeah, over. It's, it's called jump. show jumping. Sh sorry, yeah, yeah. it's yeah, that's all right. you. You jump over. No, you show jump, and yeah. uh, your face was on a billboard in yeah. British Columbia somewhere <laughs> yeah. for Bell Simpatico. <laughs> it, yeah, <laughs> because it was, you were doing um, some male modeling. Yes, yeah. It, I remember. It was, it was I went more, into the back of the office telling Nick, "Hey, there's this guy. I think he's actually a really good guy." But he jumps horse. He, sorry, show jumps, and he's this male model. And Nick just looked at me like, "Who is this guy?" <laughs> yeah. And then we welcomed you to the team. 
Yeah, it, it it was really only like one of a few like good paying gigs, and the rest was just a bunch of nonsense. But yeah, yeah, yeah. that one stuck for if some you, reason. If you're a male model and you you show jump, like you you have like horses available, you gotta pick up a lot of girls, don't you? Doesn't that work? Like, doesn't that work to your advantage with with attracting women? Yeah, you know what? Uh, when when well, I know you have a girlfriend now, so no, maybe I, you want to be careful about what you say. No, but it's no, just, no, totally. But no, it's right. When you're young, there's not a lot of boys that that ride so uh yeah when i was a kid there was yeah it was just girls around but now, as you now we know i got into it now it all makes <laughs> sense no but at the top level i mean it's really it's it flips big time and nothing against ladies but yeah you, you see it's a lot and not that there how isn't did you ladies. get into oh, that today's again? world man i think that was really a sexist I know, comment i know yeah. yeah yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna put that out there <laughs> yeah no i i i didn't even i didn't even want to i just loved horses as a kid and um and then so i started i started riding i actually got a paper out so i could pay for my own riding lessons so i did that and then uh i always wanted to be a jockey but of course if you know me it's uh, i'm way too big to be a jockey so then when you know i was introduced well, to how jumping tall are you? i'm 62 and a bit yeah okay. and uh yeah then when once I started jumping it was like okay i can do this like this is i like this so yeah that was it so instead and I just of stuck riding with a it. bike and dropping off newspapers, you were riding a horse? Uh, no, I was riding my skateboard. I don't know what it was. It was just, I liked riding things. So like skateboard, mountain bike, snowboard. We, I can, know get, it's, wait, we can get so off topic right now. <laughs> we're, uh, it's a lot different than the horses. It's, so it's not though. You know what? This it, is going to be, not. so that's JP's voice that you're hearing, John Paul. Yes. Um, and Mike DeZormo is here as well. That was Mike who piped in there. I don't know how we're going to separate the voices. Mike, can you say something? Hello, guys. So that's Mike. What, did you go to Radio Voice? Yeah, right you went to <laughs> Mr. Sultry <laughs> over there. Caught me mid-breath. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. What kind of podcast are we doing today? Because I, I don't know what we're, we're talking about on, here. Uh, and then uh, that's Nick speaking, and uh, this is Tom. So, uh, okay, so I don't know where we begin. I, I guess the idea for this was, Mike, I'm just kind of skipping your intro because you've been on the podcast before, but uh, yeah. Anyway, sure. There we go. We're good. Um, so the idea behind this is we get a lot of Toronto investors who know, you know, when you meet someone from Toronto and they're, and you tell them the concept of buying a property in Brantford and they look at you and you know, they don't know where Brantford is, but you just think, how don't you know where Brantford is? Like, it's not that far away and it's a great place to buy properties. So the idea, and, and I think I, we've all been there, right? I think we, Nick and I were there. We grew up in Mississauga. We were trained to hate everybody West of Mississauga. When I JP, that means we would have hated you because you grew up in St. Catharines. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah, St. Catharines. Oh my God. When I would the come slums. out in Oakville, so we grew up east side of Mississauga. I would come out to Oakville. I literally thought it was the edge of the earth. I thought who would live all the way out here? Like I thought it was the edge of the earth. Little did I know that I think my first property I was driving to Hamilton. No, second property. I was driving to Hamilton like every weekend. And my friend thought I was crazy because at that time on East Mississauga to go oh, to Hamilton, gosh. people were like, Why are you going to Ham? What's out there? Other than smokestacks and flames in the middle of the night from the steel plant. So, our father still asks if there's cell, cell signals in uh, Oakville. Yeah, he calls Oakville the farm. And, uh, yeah, yeah, basically. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that was the idea for the podcast. We're so off track here. But, um, so can we go around? Can you guys name some places? So, if, if you're from Toronto and you don't know good places to invest, Toronto's not the only place to invest. The numbers really are make it difficult to produce any sort of positive cash flow. I mean, it's got harder to produce positive cash flow over the years right across the Golden Horseshoe, but it's still possible in a lot of these communities that no one knows about. So, you can, I don't know where you want to start, north of the city? Let's end up with yeah. the west. So, yeah, let's start with the north. Should Barry, Aurelia, 
Yeah, so can you explain like why Barry? Yeah, going north on the 400 from the core, from the city, you don't really have many alternatives for for investment properties until you hit Barry. Barry, uh, you can get a, a single family detached home there for half the price or sometimes a quarter or a third of the price that you would pay in Toronto. We seem to be doing a lot of duplexes and triplexes. I don't know if that's a trend right now yeah. in Barrie for us. A hundred percent. Yeah. Just because of the, the, the property prices in Barrie right now are getting up there too. What's a ball? I know this is going to, we're going to put our foot in our mouth here. What's a ballpark price of a property just to give someone listening yeah. to this from Toronto some, some idea of what Barrie costs? Starter, single family home, three bedroom, one and a half bath, two baths, uh, 400 grand. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then rents. What do you think a rent is in Barrie for that kind of house? Eighteen, nineteen hundred a month. Eight, okay. Plus utilities. And then that's why we're doing duplexes and triplexes and stuff. Any so if you if you do if you do upper and lower in that house, so if it had a basement apartment, yeah, right. Because I know some of them aren't set up to. But if you put right. some money into maybe whatever fifty, sixty, seventy grand, yeah, and put a basement apartment into it, what what does the eighteen, nineteen hundred turn into? So up the upper two yeah. levels would rent for how much? Sixteen, right? You got it. Yeah. And then the basement would be eleven. Okay. That, some areas the basement are going higher too, though. For sure. Okay, we'll get to that yeah. then. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. If you, well, we can go. We can go to the next city whenever you guys are ready. But okay, I just want to yeah. touch on Barry for a yeah. little bit because growing up, um, when we grew up in Mississauga, if we told people that our parents were taking us to Canada's Wonderland, or I should just say our mom, because our dad didn't take us anywhere, but our mom was yeah, going to take throw under the bus. Yeah, like you know, he was a great dad, but he didn't take us to Canada's Wonderland ever. Uh, but uh, when our mom took us to Canada's Wonderland, um, that was like going up north. Do you remember driving? Like oh, yeah, there's nothing around Wonderland. 400, highway 400 and 401 to Wonderland, uh, you know, just a couple minutes north of the 401. It was farmer's fields until Wonderland. Now, Barrie has basically become a suburb of Toronto. And I think that's why it works for investors, right? Mm -hmm. It's the go train stops in Barrie and the highway that have made Barrie explode as a kind of a long-distance suburb of Toronto. Like, I had friends when I was working in software commuting from Barrie to the kind of Pearson Airport area. How long does the go train take from Barrie to Toronto. Do you guys know? I, I actually don't know that. Yeah. I've no one sat on it, right? Know. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. I'm curious. No. None of us take the go no. train. No. I'd, yeah. I'd be curious to know because I know that started a pretty big boom boom because I know when the, the, the first um, parking lot was built for that go station in Barrie, it was supposed to last, I think it was five years. It might have been three years, but it was overflowing after the first you know, year because be of longer, demand. It's got to be longer than we think because Oakville to downtown Toronto is what, like 35 minutes or so? Because of stops, though, that there'd be less. I'd okay, imagine there'd be less, less stops, stops right? but we're talking. We're probably close to an hour. Oh yeah, it's got to be a while. You're it's right. It's got to be at least an hour. But you can sit yeah. there and just close your eyes okay. and fall asleep. Mm -hmm. and, you know, and you guys know this because today, in today's world, no one cares about distance. Everyone just cares about how long it takes to get you there. Because even in Toronto, you can go from downtown Toronto to Mississauga, and it can take you an hour and a half on some some evening. That's you why know, you're seeing city, more. Right? Have you guys seen those articles that you know with more and more self-driving cars coming available that location, location, location in real estate won't matter as much. Have you guys seen those articles? Because people will just pop into the self-driving car and it'll drive them to wherever they're going because they're not driving. They don't care how far they're really going. I'm not sure I'm buying into the concept, but it's kind of like you can see some of the trends changing. Yeah. I believe I believe some of it to an extent for sure. I Sorry, agree. Yeah, I know. I agree with that. I just had that same conversation about the self-driving cars with someone the other day who, um, yeah, said all this expansion with uh, Metrolinx and the Go Line. Um, yeah, just wondering how long, you know, how much of an impact that will have if all the cars start driving themselves and, you know. But, yeah, I think it's it's so early for any of that to to have any real impact on 
you know. Okay, so let's. Like, I want to. So Barry, so Barry, an area for Toronto investors to focus on mm -hmm. east side of the city. We've always been focused on on which places. And over the years, some prices have changed, but east side of the city. What have been the most popular places in the last all ten years? Yeah, it used to be Pickering, Ajax, Whitby. Yeah. We're sort of priced out of that market now, unless we're turning single-family homes into uh, properties with second suites. Now it's predominantly Oshawa. Bowmanville and Curtis are a little hard to get into as well, just because of the price point. What so about Clarington? Are we doing anything in Clarington? It's same same area. Uh, yeah, okay. But yeah, I, I haven't been out there in, in a while. Just it's been too expensive. Once that those areas got the 407 extension, it, it just property yeah. prices went to yeah. the roof. Bananas. Yeah. Everybody who can't afford in Toronto moves out along the highways and the transportation routes. Yeah. Standard. And we're talking single family, but to anyone, Correct. if they're looking yeah. at multifamily or things like that, there are other options. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. which, which And those cap yeah. rates have been pushed down across the board too. Absolutely. They're tighter than they were, mm -hmm. right? Because the, it's more demand to live in those areas than before. Because I mean- Look, look how people looked at Oshawa before. Mm -hmm. Oh like my it, gosh. It was, yeah. you know, Oshawa was just looked down. Oshawa's actually still, if you're going to do the second suites that we were just talking about, renting the top and the bottom, you can still make Oshawa somewhat attractive. But I know a lot of people who are out that way are now looking at Peterborough as mm -hmm. a place to invest. Yeah. So, okay. So if you were going to go out east, you would probably go where right now? If you had to choose today, Peterborough, I imagine. Or Oshawa. Oshawa or Peterborough. Yeah. 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 Or, or, Maybe From stay along the 401 corridor. Um, what's the next town? Like Port Hope or? It might be Port, Port Hope. Somewhere like is that. Belleville too long? I'm too, That's too, a bit far. Co Coburg's small. before Belleville, I believe. But um, yeah, it is small population. But If you're looking at just strictly numbers, because you can yeah. still get l cheaper properties and yeah. you know depending on the rent prices. It's the same thing that happened out west when you know when a lot of people some areas west of hamilton started kind of finally moving in price it's because hamilton got jobs and then it wasn't just they weren't everyone was a community just in toronto so as those areas in the east side of the city get some jobs then people will move further out to these areas that mm -hmm. you're talking about to the port hopes and stuff because they'll become bedroom communities of these areas just like that's what happened with milton right milton was developed as as mississauga ran out of space but mississauga also grew jobs as well so it gives it, you know, it allows things to expand a little bit further. I know there's people that drive downtown to downtown for Milton, but that's kind of like how these this expansion stuff works. So let's switch over to the west side of the city then. And I know there's a lot of different things. You know, over the years we've played in investor and worked with investors in Hamilton. What am I missing here? Hamilton, Brantford, Stony Creek, Kitchener, Cambridge, Waterloo, a bit of Guelph, Guelph on and Guelph. off. Yeah, yeah. Grimsby, um, Grimsby. And now St. Catharines a lot. Yeah. Niagara. Niagara in general. Niagara, yeah. St. Catharines has yeah. been really a place to go. Uh, yeah. And in, in real far west London. Yeah. London. Yeah. yeah. We're, because we're doing more. You've been doing some stuff in London. Has that been, Mike, I know you've been doing student rentals. Yeah. Both, and both you, of us. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Both. So right. describe what you're doing in London. You know, London really just if if the investor is, lives out that way and it just logistically is a is an easier place for them to to invest and in, been been going out there. But this year I've noticed, uh, yeah, everything is is setting a uh, an offer date. Describe so, the property, though. Single family. Uh, home. Yeah, single family home. You know, it's it's the same model that we're using in all the other cities. It's just a little bit, you know, cheaper. So instead of, let's say, between. Uh, you know, 375 and 450, it would be 325 to sort of 390. Yeah, and the it. inventory uh, that, that you have to choose from is newer. Um, 
just because there's a lot more uh, urban, like suburban sprawl. And rents compared to like quite a good, yeah, yeah, I would say rents have jumped up there as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then how are you guys making Hamilton work right now? A lot of legal second suite stuff. Student rentals, legal second student second, rentals. Second suites mainly. Yeah. yeah, not so much single family homes. Yeah. That we're down, like before we were predominantly on the mountain searching for investors. And now with the, uh, the downtown core being yeah. revamped, there's opportunities down there as well that are not as expensive as properties on top of the mountain. It's crazy that finally happened. I've been hearing about that forever. And, yeah. and it's not just now. I mean, it's happened over the last few years. But, so it, but even St. Catharines, you, you know, it, it, it's gotten the benefit of that whole thing, too. As money flowed out west and then money flowed from west to further west and all these other areas. We used yeah, to make yeah. fun of St. Catharines. But uh, one second, just while we're talking about Hamilton. So you guys are working more in the downtown area than ever before in Hamilton. Yeah, we just did a listing there this past week. Uh, list price was five ninety nine nine. Uh, offers came in. What was it for? A single, f- yeah, good point. A single family home, detached, three bedrooms, one and a half bath, unfinished basement, five ninety nine nine. One into m- multiple offers, and uh, the showings were just. Un- un- so we have a couple listings right now in Oakville, Hamilton, St. Catharines, and the actually two in Hamilton. The Hamilton ones by far are some of the busiest listings that we have. And you know, my thinking on that is that if you look at the average price in Toronto. For uh, if you're going to get a home, you're looking at a million dollars, Mississauga, a million dollars, Oakville, a million dollars. So if I travel west from Toronto, Burlington, a million dollars, and then you can kind of get, quote unquote, a deal in Hamilton, whereas, you know, you're not spending a million dollars anymore for a property. And all of a sudden, five, six hundred thousand dollars is looking like a cheap thing. Mm-hmm. Not that and I'm not saying rel- it, it, it is. A, you know, what condition was that house in? Really decent condition. Okay. It was updated. So it was updated. So, yeah. so there wasn't much. Like, I mean, they, they could do work if they wanted to, but there was nothing pressing. Like, they would have to go in and do this to, like, Correct. live there. Yeah, very well And then if you're not familiar with Hamilton, it's McMaster is the big university around there. Uh, Mohawk College up on the Hamilton Mountain for student rental properties out there. Yeah, there's the international thing. What's that? What's the name of the international place right there when you get off you know, the know, I, I always drive by it. I never know the name. I know. I've driven by there, like, Do you guys know the name of that thing? Uh, I always see it. Yeah. 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 Of I almost street. run over the kids to get, yeah. to get back on the highway for Mac. Sometimes those kids, there's like 50 of them crossing and you have to yeah. sit there forever and you try to try to <laughs> squeeze through. You guys don't try to squeeze through. No. How yeah, many properties me. do you guys think you guys have worked on in Hamilton with investors? Oh, hundreds. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think between you guys, it's probably, it, it could be like a thousand properties. Possibly. Uh, yeah. yeah, I honestly have no the Hamilton. Yeah. Remember at one point, like five years ago, we counted up the Hamilton Mountain and we had done like six or seven hundred different yeah. investment properties on the yeah. Hamilton Mountain. So, um, yeah, Hamilton's been really good. The nice thing about like, you know, east side of the city, we mentioned a few areas north. We mentioned Barrie, you know, and there are other some sm- other smaller pockets everywhere. There, you know, there's more than that. We're talking about like bigger centers right now. But. On the west side of the city, there's just so many more people overall, right? Because you're between Toronto and the U.S., and I think that's what drives a lot of that. Because there's a lot of jobs that's tr- that are driven by that trade between those, the, the you know, the largest economy in the world and the largest city in Canada, and that which drives a lot of people in these manufacturing plants. That's why they're located there. Whereas on opposed to the east side of the city, there's a little bit less just because of the pro- there's not the crossings. Wow, into you're the just US hating the, the east side of the, the city. Place. No, 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 no. But I'm just saying, because if you think about it, because we're talking about all these different areas and, you know, there's a list of 10 where we, we went through one or two quick on the east side. No, definitely, because as soon as you go east, I mean, it only takes half an hour, 45 minutes, and then 
there's not much until Kingston, and then yeah, and then yeah next yeah, stop yeah. is Ottawa. Well, so look at the population base. Like 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 uh, Hamilton alone. What's the population of Hamilton? Uh, last I've seen was five fifty. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. So just that alone yeah, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. is is pretty big. Mississauga. I, I think, think Mississauga alone totally, is a million people, right? And and, and mm-hmm. this yeah. isn't going to your point specifically about the West, but I think most people underestimate the population base that we have. Like last I checked, from Oshawa to Niagara, it's eight point six, just under nine million people. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. Like, what's the po- the population of Canada right now is what? 36 million? Yeah, I was going to say 35. So we've yeah, got like there. 9 mm-hmm. million people right here. So as a real estate investor, where else can I find a population density of 9 million people but up against 330 million Americans yeah. or whatever it is, the biggest economy still in the world? It's why when new investors come, come to me at least and they're asking about all these different areas like in the U.S. or elsewhere, I'm like, listen, if you're a new investor generally things are a little bit simpler when you invest closer to home there's a little bit more control if you need if something comes up not always but for the most part and i'm like man if you can't uh, at least for your first one make a simple investment and be successful locally here because there's so much opportunity for us you're really complicating things by going far away and trying to find a team and all that type of stuff 100 percent I agree. Mm-hmm. The Canadian government has basically mandated that we're going to do 300,000 immigrants a year. Like that's government policy in Canada. And we know that we get a huge chunk of that to the GTA. It's, it's in the it's in the it's in the area of about 100 to 110,000 people a year come here. So we're investing as real estate investors in an area where we know over the next 10 years a million people are coming. Think like think about where else in the world could we go where you could say, "Hey, JP, you're going to buy a property in area today. And I know for a fact there's a million more people coming to this area in the next 10 years. What's that going to do to the price of your property? And that's kind of the thing I think that a lot of people miss, especially people people from Toronto who look at the outskirts might think, oh, those prices look kind of reasonable. People who live in Hamilton and London and out in Oshawa, sometimes I think they kind of, you know, they miss the forest for the trees. They look at the uh, the prices and say oh my gosh I could buy an Oshawa a few years ago for like two hundred and ninety five thousand and now it's three hundred and ninety five thousand or four hundred and fifty thousand and I don't I don't know where prices are going to headed but but I can tell you there's a million more people coming here like even if I'm off by fifty percent even if the Canadian government can't attract because I, and I, I can't imagine where our immigration numbers wouldn't mean been able to sustain themselves but if we're off by fifty percent that's five hundred thousand more people coming into this area. And the thing that I think a lot of people, I feel like I'm going on a rant. I think uh, what a lot of people don't recognize is that the quality of our immigrants, we're on a point-based system, not a lottery-based system, which means you have to qualify with certain financial, uh, you know, f- cer- cer- what am I looking for? Like financial kind of minimums. I don't know if it's minimums. Does anyone know what it is? But you have to earn your way into the country. You're not just coming here on a lottery-based system. So we get very it was, high. Um, so, so to answer your question, about, now, I don't know exactly what it is, but but I just was with friends this weekend um, uh, and who were looking potentially to immigrate long, you know, long-term, and they were talking about the policy, and it's based on different points. Um, like, so if you've come to school here, you get so many points. If you have a brother here, you get certain points. So there's all these different things. One is what, uh, you're, you know, what you can contribute to the economy. So, so, but if you're schooled in Canada, it's more than if you're schooled elsewhere. And then the type of degree you have and how many years of school that, that matters as well. So it's all these different things that, that add up. And they were saying if the point total is over 1600, uh, 600, then it's basically like you're a lock. You can pretty much get it. And less than that, it's a challenge. Yeah, so we're not just getting kind of run-of-the-mill anyone. And I mean, that might sound a little arrogant or whatever, but we're getting really good immigration. 
really good quality immigration that are coming here. More people are producing more economic activity, more economic activities driving the pricing and need for for housing. It's kind of why we're seeing the condo boom in Toronto continue because there's very few purpose-built up rental properties and that's what those condos have served. And it's why we're seeing the outskirts kind of boom as well. And I really just think the next 10 years, this is it. You're either going to buy in the next 10 years in this area or you're not. And if you own in this area in the next 10 years, I really think it's going to be a great area in the world to own property. I mean, that's just me. But uh, anyway, okay. Yeah, 100%. I'll, I'll, end, I'll end the rant. <laughs> in the, uh, the 905 areas, like, for instance, Hamilton, up until about two years ago, I'm sure JP can, can uh, contest to this. If we were showing a rental property, we'd get Hamiltonians. Totally. Look Good at that point. Property. Good yeah. point. Yeah. And then in the last two years, in fact, the, the last two that I filled in Hamilton, nobody was from Hamilton. It was Toronto, Waterdown, Etobicoke on one, and the Toronto couple took that property. So not only are buyers being pushed out to the 905, so are renters as well. Well, just look, it wasn't that long ago we were renting out a property in one of these cities in the outskirts of Toronto for 1500 bucks. Now $1,500 is like a deal. We're renting out, like, what would you do a straight rental? Not even, right? That wasn't even rent. That was rent to own. Do you remember? Oh At that time, the rent was <laughs> lower. It was like 12, yeah, it was like 1200 bucks. Like 1200 bucks. Yeah. And what are we renting out now for a single family like that? I just did one on the Stony Creek Mountain. Okay. So I had one tenant leave, and I put another tenant in. So the previous tenant who was there for two years, market rent was 1750 17 sorry, this year. Uh, filled on the very first showing, 1950 a yeah. month. Straight rent. That was two years difference? Two, yeah, you know what? Years, yeah. I'm told you're Nick. You're totally right. I was anticipating the change from 1500 to 1900 or 1950. Mm-hmm. It's gone from like 1200 bucks yeah. to 1950 in the last 10 years. Yeah, that's yeah. it. And, and that's like 66. Per, that's like two thirds, right? Like if you mm-hmm. if you round up to 2000 yeah, yeah. bucks, right. like that's a big. It's a decent jump. Yeah, and and values have basically doubled. Remember that's we were thing. looking that's at that's the like thing. Rent's gone up. The the property yeah. prices themselves yeah. have basically gone up 100. percent Yeah. I remember working with an investor who bought a property for $195,000 and thinking that, I think he thought I was trying to get him, ripping him off. And this is another thing on investors. Do you guys find this? People focus so much on the purchase price where I was trying to get him to focus on just the income and expenses. I'm like, let's get away from the purchase price of the property. It's going to generate you this much in rent and these are your expenses. Why are you so obsessed on getting the good deal? Just look at it as you're a smarter business guy. You can buy a property for higher than anyone thinks is possible and you can make profit from it. It eliminates the competition. It's, it's, I, I don't know if that challenge will ever go away because as people come into this, they, they have their own views and I, I deal with it all the time. And someone... Uh, you know, that will that will be sort of humming and hawing over a $20,000 spread and only buy one property in a year when they have means and want to buy a lot more, but they don't because they didn't get the deal they wanted. And so they'll wait till they get the deal, but they've wasted the entire year. Time. And so really at the end of it, they've, they're they've lost way, the they've time. Lost. Yeah, yeah. The time's more valuable. Yeah, the time's absolutely. more valuable yeah. than the 20 grand. Yeah. No one gets it. Well, because they're focused on 20 grand, but if you take the 20 grand and you amortize it over 25 years <laughs> and then you work it yeah, into what's the, the numbers. Payment? Yeah. What's the payment on it, 20 it's grand? It's not yeah. much. And the at tenants are going to cover it anyways. Yeah. Right. So like maybe yeah. you're not making, you know, maybe you're making a little bit less cash flow, but you have the property and now you're in the game. Yeah. And not just the time, like the value of being in the game, but the time for yourself to go find another property as well is is, is challenging, right? So, the, the you know the place that we've done a lot lately, and JP, I know you were trying to keep this a secret, and then Mike found out about it and took all the investors he was working with uh, to St. Catharines. 
But you remember when Actually, you were trying? To... We did the first St. Catharines with Sarah. You did? Oh, Sarah. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. It oh, is really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I feel like JP yeah. was like, oh, I Mike, live in. No, for I, the, Mike for wasn't going to let that one slide. No, 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 no. We did it, you know not JP. It it's because JP lives in St. Catharines. <laughs> yeah, and I forget who, who was it. Oh, yeah, we won't mention names, but um, I remember one of the first rent to owns that was done there, and I was like. Oh boy, I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna Why, get. Why? You didn't the, think the property would appreciate no, to buy out. I didn't. And did it? I don't know if they ever did buy out. No, did it appreciate? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But there was many years there where it wasn't. There wasn't much happening. I mean, oh my god, I no, feel like yeah. my whole life. Yeah, my well, whole yeah, life, yeah. I feel like that. Well, you until about five years ago, yeah. it was yeah. all to do yeah. with the QEW yeah. reconstruction because they took about twenty-five years to finish whatever work they were doing at the QEW. For anyone that drove through, if you drove to Buffalo through St. Catharines, there was a period of about half my life. It did look like where a it was place. under construction. I don't know what the heck yeah. they were doing. No, yeah. I just asked JP this the other day about like how many new exits did they add on all on like ten years worth of highway renovations through St. Catharines? None. And what you told me, yeah. No, they just redid them, so they're all the same. But I, all I the just, exits I just, are the same. I just yeah. thought they were like kind of like who got that that contract? Oh my god, ten years of highway. <laughs> they want to invest. We should yeah. find that person. <laughs> okay, no, but here, so Mike, so Mike, you did the first deal. Sarah, Sarah did the first deal in St. Catharines. Yeah. Um, so and and now in St. Catharines we've done. How many do, anyway, lot, tons, yeah. tons? But here's the point I wanted to make that um, I, t- I ask everyone this. The difference between Barrie and St. Catharines is this to me. The distance from Toronto, downtown Toronto to Barrie versus downtown Toronto to St. Catharines. Last time I checked, it's about the same. It's virtually identical. The only difference with St. Catharines that's kind of kept it maybe a little bit of a secret is that it has no go train, no daily go train access like Barrie does. Yeah. But Metrolinx has now come out and said by, do you, do you know, JP or Mike, do you guys, I think it's, it's 20, 2021 Grimsby, 2023 Niagara Falls. So somewhere in between there. Okay. Yeah. So that's, we're going to come to, and I think, I think it's quote unquote regular. I don't know what they mean by that. Like, I don't think it's like every half hour, like we have in Oakville and Burlington, but it's going to be like rush hour, mm-hmm. go train and that kind of stuff. That just changes the dynamic of St. Catharines mm-hmm. because now instead of going to Barry to buy, I can choose between Barry and St. Catharines and I don't have to buy in Oakville or Burlington, I can just live in St. Catharines and work downtown Toronto. Mm-hmm. St. Catharines looks like, and it's close to the Buffalo Airport, which is super cheap. And there's you, a you lot. You get Southwest Airlines from Buffalo. Th- there's a lot of people that just commute to Burlington and then just jump on from That's there. That's true. Yeah. I keep you know? saying, Dur- of yeah. course. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's still accessible right now, for Aren't sure. Aren't they increasing yeah. the, um, slightly off topic, but, but as a point of interest, I believe they're increasing the frequency on the Lakeshore line for every half hour, sometime in the relatively near future, to I think it's every 20 minutes or so. Oh, are they? I didn't even know that. I thought every half hour was fantastic. Yeah, no, I, I'm pretty sure they're looking to increase it. And at, it's, it's as density out this way increases along that goal line, because that's where all these municipalities are getting, are, are putting the more more density. They're going to increase the uh, the frequency of it. Okay, so you just made me think of Kitchener, because what's going on? Do you guys do you guys know the latest on the light, light rail? There's a light rail. Mm-hmm. Right. What happening in downtown Kitchener? Yeah. Yes, correct. Waterloo, Kitchener. Yeah. Waterloo, Kitchener. And the GO train, last time I was looking at it, this was a while ago now, that they, they changed the GO, they made a better GO train station. So they, they redid their GO, tra- GO train station in Kitchener proper. So why do you guys like Kitchener? Because I know we've done a lot in Kitchener, Cambridge, Waterloo. Do you guys have, like, why why have we liked that area? Why have you liked that area? It, it's just a, another big population base, you know. Um, lots of, well, there was lots of inventory to choose from. Um 
right off the 401. Yeah, right off the 401. Yeah, my, my, my favorite is uh, manufacturing jobs, lots of high-tech jobs, and the universities. Yeah. So of I got course. like the trifecta yeah. Yeah, of yeah, like, yeah. hey, there's yeah. people there, yeah. they're living there, they're working there. Yeah. It's yeah. almost this ecosystem. Self-sustaining yeah. area, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, like it's just this beautiful area. And I also like it because if you look between Burlington, after Burlington, Burlington, kind of the northern parts of Burlington, or north, what, where am I, north, uh, west parts of Burlington, hit the green belt. Then you got to skip over the green belt, and you're talking. Once you skip over the green belt, the communities that you can buy into are what Guelph, Kitchener, Cambridge, Waterloo, Brantford, right? Yep. Right, yeah. because yep. we hit up against the green belt. Which that's another thing. A lot of I think a lot of people from Toronto don't really know that this green belt surrounds Toronto. So as the communities butt up against the green belt, you skip over, and that's why I think Brantford, which is another area we haven't talked about, um, and we've done tons in Brantford over the years. Uh, has been another great area to to buy properties and in, in, in yeah right? and, and I've, you just get you get more more bang for your buck i feel like in in some of those communities like like kitchener waterloo cambridge just you get newer product that you can't get in hamilton like you can't get a newer house in hamilton because it's just the price is too high um, but because they have those areas still that they can develop you have the ability to get newer inventory. New subdivisions New, exactly, are popping Exactly. What are you guys seeing in Brantford? Can you give someone listening to this a price point in Brantford? Or Mike, your dupl- what, what are you renting out in Brantford? Or just, just to yeah. give some context. It was a single family home that we bought for um, just under 400. Did a legal second suite uh, up on the main floor. It's a three bedroom, one bath, one kitchen. We get uh, 1525, the second suite. And the lower level is a two bedroom, one bath, one kitchen. And we get Sorry, fifteen twenty-five up, fourteen twenty-five down, all inclusive. Yeah, so um, that's on. That's a house on a. I believe it's about a fifty by one hundred and fifty uh, foot lot, which is nice too, because people that are coming from the GTA typically don't see those lots anymore. So when you got a family and you're buying a house, again for for about a third of the price, you're buying a house with some land, which is nice too, especially if you have some small kids. I, I was just going back and forth with. Um, with a foreign investor, uh, like a family friend, uh, and they wanted to either buy in the UK or buy in the Toronto area, but they were fixated on um, like the condo market, like right downtown Toronto. Sure. And I tried to which explain- Which I think is everybody's first thing, Correct, right? yeah. I tried to explain them and say, hey, like that's that's a great model, but you should also consider this. If you can, if you have the means to get a single family home within the green belt over time, I mean, you can't lose, like really. So uh, just going back to the point of more and more people coming every year right into this area and the limited geography that we have on this side of the green belt, yeah, yeah. you know, there, there's only going to be so much and then that's it, you know, you know, so what do you guys say about the green belt? I know what I say when, when people ask, you know, cause there is a real risk. Well, it's, it's a government mandated green belt. And if this is something that's kind of driving, you know, the, a little bit of scarcity as far as land. I mean, we've discussed this in a past episode that Burlington's out of building lots. You know, as of last year, I think closer to the end of last year, they had 80 yeah, single family yeah. building lots yeah. left. Yeah. So they're essentially out of building lots. But what about when the government just says, okay, well, you know what? That whole northwest area of, of Burlington that's covered in Greenbelt, let's open that up, right? Because it is the government after all. So they're going to, you know, they, yeah, I just they, tell they everyone, I don't know what you tell everyone. I just tell everyone that's never, never going to happen. Who's the politician that's going to say, hey, I'm going to cut down all these trees and build houses. You know, yeah, I there, think that's it, political it, suicide. It is. And there's also areas that are like world biosphere. I forget what you call them, but like, I think it goes beyond just Canada uh, as far as how they how they regulate 
like like the Oak Ridge's Moraine or something is like a world heritage. Bi- I don't know, maybe that's that, not the it right has some sort of special classification. Exactly. I don't know what it is, but you're yeah. right. Actually, I forgot about so that. I so think there's it, some areas that are different. And we I think also that special. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, but but it's also um, uh, like it's kind of a significant sort of you know environmental like it's an environmentally sensitive area and there's going to be a lot of pressure from from you know the 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 Niagara Scarp escarpment commissioner the ministry of natural resources because those corridors for for just just the wildlife you know i I don't know i i I think it's what it also adds value to the area uh and if you if you if you take those places away then you know in today's world it would be a tough sell to pull those away yeah Yeah, i agree i I agree with you guys i think there's all that i also think is my i think so much comes back to money especially with government decisions and i just think to build out the infrastructure like the development charges they get is not nearly enough to support the infrastructure over the long term, right? So I think that there's a financial cost. All the governments are negative on the cash anyways, right? There's all sorts of deficits and deficit spending and debt. And then if they have to build out this infrastructure and support this infrastructure over an expanding area, just the costs go up too, too high and they just don't have the money. So they're like, let's limit it, keep it close to where it is. And it's a way for them to at least try to um, control some costs and, and try to still get the growth and the increased tax base that they're all, that they're all looking for. It's why, and that's why, and you know, on this trend, eh, we'll get off this. But anyways, well, I was, I'll say it, and then we don't have to touch on it. It's just that all the areas are getting smaller. The 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 new the new developments. I mean, lots are getting smaller. Yeah. Um, uh, condos are getting smaller. Townhomes are getting oh smaller. Detached homes are getting smaller. Yeah. Or it's the detached the de- homes that are bigger on are on tiny little lots, yeah. right? Some of the detached homes that I'm seeing going up now, I can't believe the lots they're putting them on. Yeah, they're they're yeah. they're. There's no t- back to tiny. your point, Mike. Like in Brantford, if, if anyone that likes an actual lot, you can get fifty by one fifty. So if you're willing, depending on where you're working, if you're willing to commute or if you get a job there, I mean, it's a no-brainer for some people because you just can't get that in a lot this, of new areas. This goes to the yeah. point that I just feel it's the destruction of the middle class. There's going to be a, a class of people who own property in this area 10 years from now, and there's going to be those who don't. And it'll be just, it's, it's just a good opportunity for us now, mm-hmm. you know, because it's just, there's no more space. And that that is such a recent thing because remember, Mike, when we were starting out, uh, a three-story townhome in Kitchener, which is a lot more common in a lot of places, it didn't exist like that that short time ago it was just starting to be built and we looked at at least i looked at yeah, them like and I go, what are those what are those like that's too many stairs i'm not interested in that and then you know it, now it's it's very normal and you see it everywhere so you know yeah. what i didn't ask on when we were talked about hamilton i didn't ask about if you did a legal second suite in hamilton um, and just if, if you're listening to this and you're wondering what a legal second suite is, basically the province of Ontario has mandated that all municipalities have these bylaws that allow people to turn into a single family home into a legal duplex, essentially, as long as certain requirements are met. Like what comes to mind for you guys, like parking, um, you know, yeah, clear, ceiling height yeah, in the basement, ceiling height in the basement, square footage, square footage yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Window, fire, fire codes a big fire one. Yeah, yeah, window sizes. Yeah. yeah, that kind of thing. In Hamilton, if you do legalize a single family home and turn it into a second suite, just ballpark the prices, top and bottom. Um, like, what would that property rent for? Yeah, yeah. Actually, just had a uh, had an investor. They filled upstairs, three bedrooms, one bath, all completely renovated, nicely done. Um, it was seventeen fifty all in, and. Uh, what was it downstairs? Thirteen fifty all in, or thirteen seventy five all in? Okay, so, so like with a two three thousand thirty one hundred yeah. a month. Yeah, so was they're that ha- on the mountain, JP, or it was below? yeah okay. on the mountain. So they're happy. They were happy. Yeah, we yeah. we have one uh, recently. Um, was just before our member event where the investor did nineteen hundred up, sixteen hundred down, all inclusive. Really? Yeah, thirty five hundred brand new basement unit. 
Are they 1600 happy? unit uh, 1600 for a basement like a two bedroom basement. We used to get we used to rent houses out for that. Yeah, like, yeah. we were just talking about rents yeah. at 1200 bucks. Now yeah. we're renting out just the half top of a house mm-hmm. for 19 Mike you 19. said 19. 19 utilities in and 16 utilities in for the bottom. Was yeah. that difficult to how how long did it take them to rent it out? Both were quick. Very quick. We're seeing a major change right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, and I just think the next 10 years accelerates all of this. I really feel like the landscape of housing is changing in, in, in the middle class in Canada right in front of our eyes. Like 10 years ago, you'd never see this coming. If we sat here 10 years ago, us four, when we all started working together and said, hey, guys, you know that property? JP, you know that property in Kitchener that you just sold for 230 and you thought that was expensive? I bet that's going to go for 400 pretty soon. You would have laughed. We would have 10 x how many properties we all have oh here. Oh, my I'm sure. gosh. Oh, sure. 230 is like free oh at this point. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It, it, that, that kind of brings something to mind. I, uh, on the way over here, I had a conversation with an investor um, who hasn't been active in the last couple of years, but it, it really kind of drove home this exact point. Um, he said, you know, his net worth was, you know, 600000 And after, you know, investing in a few properties... About six years later, he said he and it wasn't all real estate, but he said a good chunk of it is now two point two million. So, obviously, that has to do with the price point of the properties, sure. you know. So, and even if the market corrects by half, yeah, he's he's, he's yeah. He's, Did he throw you a hundred thousand? No? <laughs> no. Did he say no, thanks, no. JP? Uh, he's yeah, here's a hundred grand. grand. He did say thank you, actually, but no, he didn't give me any money. But that's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and that's something we don't. I don't think we like generally. At Rockstar, we don't talk about the money side of how much investors and members that we've worked with, how much money they've made, because it's just we just don't we just feel like that's not we we're just not those people. But when you look back at it, how many investors have made and, and how many times we've heard we've all heard those stories now over the years, right? The yeah. cooler thing is always when they tell us stories about what they've been able yeah. to do and so how like, they've grown as a person, that yeah. kind of stuff. But when I hear someone like you know what we've you I know, hate I, that. I took yeah, the yeah. family on my uh, to Hawaii. You know, I would have never been able to do this um, you know, without these properties. Totally. Now I took a, we took a family vacation to Hawaii or whatever it is. Or we've had some, people, some people saying they've been able to support their parents or help their parents with medical bills that they wouldn't be able to do otherwise. I mean, that's game changing. That makes all the difference. Right. And, I, and we focus definitely we focus way more on that than than the dollar sign. It's, it's, it's because what it's to us, at least, is what we believe. It's, it's funny. I just ran into one of our investors who told me actually, Mike, someone I don't want to mention the name, but somebody that you work with who said, uh, you know what, uh, we're going to refinance some of our properties and pull out about a million and a half. Hmm. in in cash and then you know we're going to go do some other investments and stuff with it and you know they just couldn't believe that they were doing that themselves but that's just how much equity they had accessible i'm not talking about max equity in these property in their portfolio this is just what they were able to refinance so yeah we had a young couple recently that traveled uh for away for three months with their two little ones to new zealand and australia and that was strictly through the investment properties that's cool yeah that's that's cool that's yeah Okay, so Hamilton's basic. So rents are going up everywhere. And the crazy part is rents are going up really high in these communities around Toronto. But in Toronto proper, rents are going up as well. There's no doubt. Mm-hmm. But they're not that much. I mean, they're different, but they're not dispropor- They're not proportionally different to the price of the properties you're buying. Because a single family home in uh, Toronto could be, I mean, it d- depends what area, but we're going to be a million 
and all the way up mm-hmm. and the rents but are you are really getting something decent for a million no no i know <laughs> no but what my point is the right. rents yeah. aren't double yeah, yeah. No. the rents aren't double because no. they would have to be because they're double the, pr- the 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 property is double in price or more right triple in price four right. times in price yeah to get something decent so your brantford example right to get that home in toronto we're going to be paying what three times what you paid in Brantford, easily. Re- yeah. Easily. yeah, I'm being conservative. The rents aren't three times. No, you're, you're getting how much on that property? Three thousand uh, total. So it's twenty nine fifty total. Yeah, to, okay. very close. Yep. You're not going to rent that property out for nine thousand in Toronto, no. and that's the whole point of what we're trying to share here. I think is that if you're in Toronto, there are options around Toronto that most people just aren't aware of, and it's pretty much in your own backyard. So, uh, what about you guys? Mentioned Niagara. What are you guys doing in Niagara? We also didn't talk about student properties. I wanted to ask you a question. What are you guys doing in Niagara? Is it like same thing, second suite, like d- double rent kind of places, straight rent? What, what are you doing? So I haven't had to do um, second suites in Niagara just because the single family homes are still being purchased at a price point where the rents will actually um, give you cash flow after all expenses. So rough example, just... Buying in the low 300s and okay. renting for 1700 1800 a month as well. Yeah, so okay, it's, so the it's numbers not work. too bad, yeah. There has been some investors that have done that in Niagara Falls, but there's I, I don't feel, maybe JP, you can correct me, that there's such a need to do that in Niagara Falls right now, as opposed to other cities closer to the GTA. I, I definitely feel there's a difference between Niagara Falls and St. Catharines, um, but it's also reflected in the price point. So it's still a little bit cheaper in the falls than it is in St. Catharines. Yeah, as far as and you have to pick the community in the falls, no? Correct. Oh, yeah, because it's a lot cities. smaller. Yeah, yeah. all of city. Yeah, yeah that's a good point that we here. haven't talked about. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, but but I think to your to your point, there's what I like about Niagara, um, and not just because I'm from there, but there's little pockets. Like so, you got coming down the QEW, you got Grimsby, then you got Beamsville, then you got Vineland, you got not not that we're in some of the really tiny ones, but places like um, Grimsby and Beamsville that are right along the QEW and the GO train is going to be going right by there. They've they've been, you know, doing well. Uh, and has and Metrolink said where the stops are going to be? Oh, I think there's a map there. Yeah, you're yeah. right. I remember yeah. the map, but I don't remember seeing the stops. But yeah. you're right. Maybe it identified the stops. I, I, I'm sure it did. Yeah, yeah the have. stops are marked are out. Yeah. yeah, so okay. there's a 2041 yeah. draft plan that's posted online. It's about a 150-page document that plans that that's the plan to get us up until the year 2041. Okay. And on there, it does have the stops. Okay, okay. Yeah. But, but then, you know, St. Catharines, but, you know, uh, a community. I like Font Hill, which is just north of Welland. You know, it's done very well and, um, you know, even had some investors inquiring about, you know, Port Colburn over the last year uh, and made a few trips down there. Port Colburn's hitting the map. It's hitting the Yeah, (laughs) it's hitting the map. But what I have found out there, it's it's right at the beginning. Yeah, I got it. So the prices have actually gone up there, but the rents haven't caught up yet. So it's which is normally what we see. Okay, but, you know, you're bringing up a good point. And I think we've all talked about this. We generally will work with investors and kind of guide them to communities the size of like a St. Catharines yep. or a Kitchener or a Barrie or an Oshawa because we've always discussed if there's a vacancy in their property, in a big population like those cities, you're going to be able to fill the vacancy. And we've kind of steered people away from some of the smaller places, JP, that you've mentioned. However, if you're from these smaller communities and you know these communities like the back of your hand, that pre- represents a huge opportunity to you because you can definitely buy in these areas. And if you know what you're going to rent out at, it could be advantageous to you. Mm-hmm. 
um, because more and most investors aren't playing in these areas. But in general, that's why we kind of steer people to slightly bigger population. Totally. Because we just want to protect them so that if they do have a vacancy, but there's a good opportunity for some of these kind of like in-between communities. It's funny. Uh, we used to joke about, you know, Paris, Ontario. That yeah, used to be a line I that used to use. It's funny. I sat down with an investor last week and he's like, yeah, I have, uh, I have a place in Paris, Ontario. And the rent that he told me he was getting was like 1950 or something like that and he had filled it like instantly so you know it's yeah, happening are. it's happening okay i just want to throw out if you if uh, we've done a whole podcast on on student rentals but uh if you're listening to this what are some of your favorite student rental towns you guys so Mike and JP, where are some of your favorite student rental? I think it's a given. We both love London. Yeah, you yeah. Know, for Western, uh, for Western. Yep. Yeah, it's so the population of Western is like thirty-six thousand students. Or yeah, it's high. Yeah, yeah. It's between thirty. I think it's between thirty-five and forty thousand yeah. students. They keep building over there. Yeah, they keep building faculty buildings. Uh, Guelph is a strong university as well. It's just a little harder to get properties in Guelph right now. Stu Lang donated millions upon millions to continuously build that university oh is that why i see all the cranes facility the, yeah okay yeah uh mcmaster another yeah, strong McMaster university has been the, the winner forever yeah. yeah but yeah you guys both have been active in london at y western yes yeah. very i'd say more so than any other city over the last number of years you guys didn't mention waterloo and i think i know why but why didn't you mention waterloo I was actually just about to mention Waterloo because I'm uh, working on a couple deals there now, and and uh, yeah, just the the aggressive licensing program that that, mm -hmm. that they had implemented. Like the four bedroom, is that what it is? Four bedroom cap? Uh, actually, I don't I don't think so. I, I don't know the specifics, but the licensing doesn't just uh, um, say a go number govern, of bedrooms. Well, no, it doesn't. It doesn't just govern student rentals. It it go, it's all rentals, so single family homes. Oh, got to it. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it just it was so intrusive and such a such a mountain to climb to to go through that licensing process what have you guys seen in these communities with because uh, some of them are doing these purpose-built student properties these buildings mm -hmm. they sell the units to some investors with um uh you know they, they do like guaranteed rental amounts and they manage them for the first few years yeah. uh, from S some of the ones that i've seen after a few years now when you know when the truth kind of comes out about these properties you know the reviews are mixed to say so the this least, is exactly right? what i was going to get into with waterloo and this is just I, i'm just starting to sort of explore it again but um yeah the 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 feeling is after talking to a few investors who have owned properties there that um there is more demand for properties outside of those purpose-built mm -hmm. buildings and they're those buildings i've heard i, I you know are, are maybe not performing as well as, as they have Yeah, anticipated. because the management of those buildings is tough. And yeah. when it's not managed right, it turns yeah. really, it can turn nasty pretty quick. What, what were yeah. you going to say, Mike? Uh, yeah, several reasons. Um, so Solstice was in Guelph. So I believe there's two towers there um, with Solstice. I know the property management company in, in charge of those buildings and um, they're having trouble filling those those buildings. Solstice is the builder? There's, there are these uh, purpose-built student rental condo towers. There was another one built in London, the Lux. So the issues there predominantly are the students are policed. So mm -hmm. if you have a, a student, you're in a unit, you guys want to have a party, you got, you know, neighbors right next door, each side of you, above you, below you, you know, you make too much noise, you, you, there's, a, there's a call on either security or, or the cops are coming over. And that doesn't typically happen in these single family homes. Uh, the stairs um, in elevators, you know, if you got a bunch of students 
in these buildings, there's often maybe two, three elevators at best if everybody's leaving and coming at the same time, mm. which I get it, d- uh, different courses, different hours, but a, a lot of them are, are interrelated in, re- in the times that they have to le- um, uh, leave and, and, and come back to the building. They're not liking that. And it's it usually works the first year with international students. So they don't unfortunately know the, the best rental zones uh, quite yet. They're seeing something online. It looks fresh, brand new. They look uh, safe and secure. They go into these buildings and they quickly realize later after they visit a friend at maybe a single family. They quickly realize they want a party. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then they're out. But in saying that, there's uh, there's I I won't name the address. There's two buildings on uh, Main Street in downtown Hamilton because Hamilton for McMaster, they're they're now having to build some of the faculty faculty buildings away from the main campus. Yeah, some of them right in downtown Hamilton. Exactly. Yeah. So there's one on Main Street right now. Their rents. I I went in there with an investor recently because we just like to spy and find out what's happening with these management companies and their rents and you know how's the market, how's the how's the filling going this year, the rents for a two bedroom went up from uh, 16 mid mid 1600 to over 2000 a month in less than four or five months and then a, a three bedroom went from 2000 to 3000 a month for international students wow this is in downtown hamilton wow. yeah for mac students and but the, it's international students that are are uh, signing these leases yeah, well, they're paying more already. I mean, as as an international student yeah. coming in, you're paying a lot more. Three already. times typically, yeah. So that's why. So like a lot of these schools, they have place for first year students in residence, mm-hmm. and then I think that's why you know we've seen it in a variety of different areas. After that, generally a lot of people don't want some. Some people might want these buildings, but there's still a demand for a good single family place where they can live with their friends and live kind of unpoliced. Yeah, have a nice size, you know, common area. Yeah. And- I went, I remember, I remember when I was in school and I went to residence, I was the guy that kind of like, I started knocking on some people's doors because I was going to the beer store. I was like, hey, I'm making beer store run. Who's kind of wants to come out? You know, who wants what? So I was just starting my own party and it would get shut down after a little while. I didn't even live there, by the way, but I was, I was happily starting parties in, in other people's, <laughs> in other people's rooms. I'm like, yeah, let's have a good time. Um, and yeah, that gets old. Like it's cool, you know, but, but as you kind of, I guess, get older and stuff, you want a little bit more freedom. And it's nice to have the the amenities of like a your own kind of place as well. Even if you're living with some roommates in those buildings, you're living with roommates as well, but just smaller, more cramped yeah. areas, right? It's more like dorm living again that they yeah. just wanted to get out of. Like they wanted to get out of that dorm living exactly. with that first yeah. year placement. So to put them right back into it, yeah, they're generally not as happy. So any other areas now outside? I think we covered it. Any any other areas we want to discuss? Oh, I'm sure there's a ton of yeah, like a Woodstock, ton of little areas. Yeah, I don't think yeah. we mentioned Woodstock. Woodstock's a good up and comer as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for context, where's Woodstock for someone listening to this? Towards London, just before London. So it's like the, it's the Hamilton intersection of the 403 and the 401. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So cool. if I'm driving from Toronto, I can go through Hamilton, then I'll go across kind of the Green Belt, Brant, hit Brantford, and then Woodstock. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Anywhere? Any other? And I know there's more, but any anything else come to mind right now? We're good. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you doing this. And uh, JP, if you're gonna, hey, you still have to bring a horse to the. If office. you're gonna jump horses. Yeah. Remember, you prom. No. For if you're listening to this, you should know that JP has told us he was gonna bring a horse to the office here in Oakville, and. You remember we were gonna all ride the horse around. It was, it was be like only a pony ride. It's around only the been a few years, so <laughs> he's still that, got time. Is that still happening? 
Yeah, we'll have to plan it out. We'll have to talk to your to, to the landlord here, or no, or no, wait no, till no, you. No, nobody no, has to we're, we're like you know students. <laughs> we're like students. You just do it, man. We you need a we need a picture after. of the horse inside the office. Oh boy, we don't want to leave him outside. Right. We want to bring him <laughs> in the office. No, has something changed that you can't bring the horse here now? It's not safe. No, no, no. I just thought we we, we should we should just plan it a little bit. But yeah, this I could probably make it like happen. I can make it happen. We're gonna make it happen. Oh my god, can we bring him in? I really want a picture of the horse in the office. Or half in. Half in. We'll we, leave his bum outside. If, yeah, the horse comes, say, if the horse comes here, the horse is coming into the office. It's mandatory. Uh, yeah. Unless we're going to hurt the horse in some way. Yeah. We'll have to chat about that. Yeah. Wow. JP's really backing <laughs> down from this. Yeah. Because right. you're probably going to. Who knows what permanent damage is going to be done to the horse because of this. Yeah, well, we or the want, office. We don't want to hurt the horse. Yeah. Oh, we're not worried about. The, we'll take care no, of the office. No, we're moving to a new office. We can. <laughs> yeah, we, well, we can. Yeah. yeah, we, yeah. We we'll, can. Take, we'll, we'll do our part. We do the right thing. All right. Appreciate this. Thanks, guys. Awesome. See you. Hey, it's Tom Kradza. So hopefully you enjoyed that episode. Um, if you have any questions for anyone on our team, uh, Mike or JP or anyone, the email address to use is podcast at rockstarinnercircle.com. So podcast at rockstarinnercircle.com. Um, future episodes, that'll be next week we have coming up. Actually, one we're just about to book, so I'm going to save that for a second. But the other one, um, we're going to be talking about some apartment buildings and some multi-unit investing and that kind of stuff. So uh, we think you'll get a kick out of that. So until next week. Next week, hopefully you're enjoying the episodes and we'll talk to you soon.